0: Welcome to House Rossi Radio. This is Stel's Hell's Bells, and we've got a special featured artist all the way from Guatemala today. We're going to be listening to tracks from Mambo Balam and their album that they put out from Guatemala called Lit Off. We're going to kick this off with their first track called Embryonic, then Vuela, then Maís. Stick around, it's House Rossi Radio and we're about to feel life really good. i'm feeling good. Good. what's up everybody it's a wise wednesday and you got Stell's hell's bells here on house rossi radio today we are blessed to have one awesome show with music by mambo balam a band from guatemala and i want to give a shout out to roberto luce of discos at Lawn and mambo balam mad love for you guys all the way from arizona It is an honor to play your album, Lit Off. We're gonna go ahead and play a couple of songs for you guys. This is an original band, cultural fusion of flute playing alongside some indigenous attributes that is just blissful. It is a joy to hear happy music. People need to have more joy in their lives these days and a lot more hope and music like this reminds me of better days and good times. So take a moment to appreciate the ones you're with, the things you have, the things that are to come, and dance for a little bit, guys. It's almost the weekend. What's up? It's Tells Hells Bells on House Ross Radio, and we got Misto! Hey,
1: guys. We were just listening
0: to... Mambo Balam, all the way from Guatemala's Lake Lawn. Shout out to Roberto Luce and those guys. What up, Gay on the Ross?
1: And stay tuned for Wise Wednesday Thoughts with Tells Hells Bells.
0: Reading an insert from... The Subtle Art of Not Giving a... That's right. We're going to be listening to excerpts from Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. So stay tuned.
2: So
0: hi, this is Stiles. And I just wanted to share something with you. I wanted to let you know that there's a great book that I'm reading by Mr. Mark Manson. And it's titled, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. A counterintuitive approach to living a good life. And it was a number one New York Times bestseller, so says the sticker on the front. But what I found really intriguing about this particular book was and I just started it, and I may be reading excerpts from time to time, there was a topic that really hit close to home for not just myself, but I'm sure a lot of you out there. And it it addressed how sometimes on a subconscious level, we have like a backdrop, if you think of like your brain as a computer, excuse me, and in the background, like all of the stuff you don't see when you're looking at the monitor, those background processes of the neurons going in our brain and our mind and mentality, We've got a loop of of a feedback that's subconscious, and and I totally can identify with that. It's just the body's got all of these internal functions and things that we we really don't know the magic of how we work per se, but we do in in a sense of being just knowing. So let's get back to this process of the feedback loop inside of our heads. A lot of us have what this book identifies as the feedback loop from Hell. okay so i'm gonna read exactly what mr manson has to say about this nice last name and this is in like the early chapter of don't try it says there's an insidious quirk to your brain that if you let it can drive you absolutely batty hmm. tell me if this sounds familiar to any of you you get anxious about confronting somebody in your life That anxiety cripples you and you start wondering why you're so anxious. Now you're becoming anxious about being anxious. Oh no, doubtfully anxious. Now you're anxious about your anxiety, which is causing more anxiety. Quick, where's the whiskey? Or let's say you have an anger problem. You get pissed off at the stupidest, most insane stuff. And you have no idea why. And the fact that you get pissed off so easily starts to piss you off even more. And then in your petty rage, you realize that being angry all the time makes you shallow and mean as a person. And you hate this. You hate it so much that you get angry at yourself. Now look at you. You're angry at yourself, getting angry about being angry. Yeah, fuck you. Put up a wall. Here, fast. Here's a fist. Okay, so... Or you're so worried about being the right thing all the time that you become worried about how much you're worrying, Or you feel so guilty for every mistake you make that you begin to feel guilty about how guilty you're feeling. Or... You get sad and alone so often that it makes you feel even more sad and alone just thinking about it. Welcome to the feedback loop from hell. Chances are you've engaged in it more than a few times. Maybe you're engaging in it right now. God, I do the feedback loop all the time. I'm such a loser for doing it. I should stop. Oh my God, I feel like such a loser for calling myself a loser. I should stop calling myself a loser. Oh, fuck. I'm doing it again. See? I'm a loser. Ugh. Calm down, amigo. Believe it or not, this is part of beauty as being a human being. Very few animals on Earth have the ability to think conjunct thoughts to begin with. But we humans have the luxury of being able to have thoughts about our thoughts, other thoughts. So I can think about watching Miley Cyrus videos on YouTube and then immediately think about what a sicko I am for wanting to even watch Miley Cyrus videos on YouTube. da The miracle of consciousness. Now here's the problem with consciousness. Our society today, though The wonders and through the wonders of the consumer culture, (laughs) and hey, look, my life is so cooler than your social media's life, has bred a whole generation of people who believe that having these negative experiences, i.e. anxiety, fear, guilt, etc., is totally not okay. (laughs) I mean, if you look at your Facebook feed, everybody there is having a fucking grand old time. Look... Eight people got married this week, and some 16-year-old on TV got a Ferrari for her birthday, and another kid just made $2 billion inventing an app that automatically delivers you more toilet paper when you run out. Ding! (laughs) Meanwhile, you're stuck at home flossing your cat, and you can't help but think your life sucks even more than you thought. The feedback loop from hell has become a borderline epidemic, making many of us overly stressed, overly neurotic, and overly self-loathing. Back in Grandpa's day, he would feel like shit and think to himself, gee whiz, I sure do feel like a cow turd today. But hey, I guess that's just life. Back to shoveling hay. But now, (laughs) nowadays, If you feel like shit for even five minutes, you're bombarded with 350 images of people totally happy (laughs) and having amazing fucking lives. And it's impossible to not feel like there's something wrong with you. It's this last part that gets us into trouble. We feel bad about feeling bad. We feel guilty for feeling guilty. We get angry about getting angry. We get anxious about feeling anxious. What is wrong with me, we think. This is why not giving a fuck is key. This is why it's going to save the world. And it's going to save it by accepting that the world is totally fucked and that's all right because it's always been that way. And it always will be. By not giving a fuck that you feel bad You should circuit the feedback loop. You short-circuit it, man. You shut down the feedback loop from hell. You say to yourself, I feel like shit, but who gives a fuck? And then, as if sprinkled by magical fuck-giving fairy dust, you stop hating yourself for feeling so bad. George Orwell said that to see what's in front of one's nose requires the constant struggle. Well, the solution to our stress and anxiety is right there in front of our noses. And we're too busy watching porn or advertisements for ab machines that don't work or wondering why we're not banging the hot blonde with the rockin' six-pack to notice. We joke online about first-world problems, but we really have become victims of our own success. Stress-related health issues, anxiety disorders, and cases of depression have skyrocketed over the past 30 years. Despite the fact that everyone has a flat-screen TV and can have their groceries delivered. Hmm. Our crisis is no longer material. It's existential. It's spiritual. We have so much fucking stuff and so many opportunities that we don't even know what to give a fuck about anymore because there's an infinite amount of things we can now see or know there are also an infinite amount of number of ways we can discover that we don't measure up that we're not good enough that things aren't as great as they could be and this rips us up inside because there's the thing that's wrong with all of the how to be happy shit that's been shared 8 million times on facebook in the past few years. Here's what nobody realizes about all of this crap. One point. The desire for more positive experience is in itself a negative experience and process. And paradoxically, the acceptance of one's negative experiences is itself a positive experience. Now that doesn't mean that you become Lord freaking Duke Nukem of gloom, okay? And That's where I'm going to leave off. That was an excerpt from the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, A Counterintuitive Approach to Living a Good Life by Mr. Mark Morrison. I highly recommend checking this book out and purchasing it. It's a good read. Um, Just philosophical ways to think about things. But that point in itself is very true. We've got a social disease happening right now, people. We are so busy... Distracting ourselves with what we could have. The entitlement's just gone out of control and we don't even have gratitude for what we do have anymore. We're doing anti-social socialism. We'd rather stare at a screen than interact with those near us. You have entire families on screens and not speaking anymore in the same house and texting each other. It's just fucking ridiculous. You've got people going to parties and bars, or having intimate moments so fixated like zombies on this existential, superficial, virtual reality that they don't even know how to actually communicate properly one-on-one without technology anymore. We can still fix this. Open your minds, guys. The human brain and the will is a powerful thing. Stell tells bells at house Rossi Radio. You were just listening to Mambo Balam. One of the things I want to talk about is the guy behind this project, the man with the plan. The main dude in charge of this group is the exceptionally talented, amazingly kind Roberto Luce of Santiago Atilan. This guy is not only one of the coolest flute players I've ever met, he does psychedelic flute and cultural music. And he's got a heart of gold. He has actually been behind the project Hospitalito for Santiago Atitlan and was there during the hurricane Stan epidemic. And he has helped rebuild cities and communities and cultures. So a shout out to Mr. Roberto Luz of Mambo Balam for all that you do creatively and community wise. And he's also the host with the most of many festivals, including Festival Atitlan, which yours truly, Method to the Madness, has played many a time, and we send our love all the way from Arizona, sir. We're gonna go ahead and continue on with our show featuring Roberto's band, Mambo Galam, Continuing on, the album Lit Off, which you can find on Amazon and several other streaming platforms. Go ahead and stream that. Check it out. We're going to continue on with the next couple of tracks off this CD with track number four, Alone. Then Swing It. Then At Blues is going to get you guys in the mood. Stay tuned. House Rossi Radio. Health bells and I'm sitting here with Rod Shipley and Ruthie. And we're at the hut. We're about to be joined by Lady Falcon and Tony Falcon. We're over at a little thing called uh, tribal Thursdays, and if you're cool enough to come downtown any given Thursday to the hut at 420 the magic hour, you would find yourself a little bit of ja reggae love mon. But other than that, I'm gonna pass you over to the hostess with the mostest, the one and only Lady Falcon.
2: Come out on Tribal Thursdays. Get your positive one love on every single Thursday, 420 till 9 p.m. Get your groove on, get your drum on, get your dance on, get your
1: one love on,
3: baby.
0: So you heard it first from your girl, Styles. Get your butt downtown on Thursday and shake it like your mama gave it to you for. Ciao. what's up girl everybody it's your girl stella's house bells here on fourth avenue keeping it real at house rossi radio i have a special guest tonight we have the one the only dj jamar international in the house and we want to talk to you about his efforts and his endeavors here in t-town he's been showing t-town some love for quite a while about five years now
3: about five years it's been about five years we've been doing it why
0: don't you give everybody a what's up
3: Yo, Aguan, well, it's your boy, DJ Jamara National, the Party God. You know we in here. I'm here with my girl, Stella.
0: So basically, we're sitting here at the meeting of the community minds, and you know how it goes when people get to talk. And Some positive changes are coming on the horizon. T-Town is coming up. You want to tell us a little bit about the history of your organization and what it is you do for the people from the good of your heart, sir?
3: Definitely. Um, five years ago, I started the DJ's Against Hunger charity. And pretty much it was just about, it started with the homeless and making the homeless know they're not forgotten about during the holidays. We put on a Christmas concert for them every year that we have bands, musicians come out there, DJs come out there. We offer them food, clothing, resources, just to let them know that, you know, we're putting humanity first. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, we're all coming together. Right. And it's pretty much grown into it from just feeding the homeless to now. We're doing backpack drives for kids. We're doing motivational speaking for kids, letting them know that education is important in the music business. And we're just doing it for anybody that needs help in Tucson.
0: That is beautiful, man. See, that's the thing. You know how I'm always pushing the whole art with heart cause. There are musicians in this town. There are artists in this town. There are good people in this community. And we need to just tell y'all, thank you for what you do and rise up and support one another because it's all about, at the end of the day, the community.
3: Correct. You know, a lot of times I see a lot of musicians, a lot of DJs. They always try to say, Tucson is my city. It's my city. They want to claim the city, but they never give back to the city. And I really believe that Tucson is my city, so I feel like it's my responsibility to look out for everybody, not just people that are going to come see me in a club or on a concert, but for everybody because, you know, Homelessness, especially homes that it knows no age. I've helped people all the way from six months old all the way up to 90 years old.
0: When I first came here to Tucson, and I'm sure as many of you guys know, I'm a survivor of human trafficking. Um, I was homeless with my son here in Tucson. And I've experienced it firsthand and gone through the shelters and gone through the DV shelters and all of that stuff. And there are so many holes and gaps in the system. And what people don't realize is programs like this, like the ones that you're having, are really there to actually help the ecosystem with the socioeconomic gaps that the system is dropping. So the need to support local endeavors by people like Jamar or other organizations, and there are over 240 of them now, I believe, in the Pima County area, you really wanna get involved in this because this is our home. We live here and we can make it great. We can, we can take Tucson to another level, guys. Let's, let's bring the love and let's remember that at the end of the day, we can make anything possible if we work together
3: definitely i agree with that like i said i believe in that old saying where they say it takes a village to raise a child i believe we're all children but at the same time we're the village and i think a lot of times people try to pass off the buck where they want to complain and say well the government should be helping them and this and that but if the government's not helping them do we just sit there and watch them starve i don't agree in that
0: that's really a good philosophy to actually bring an empowerment to the people see there's a difference between a handout and a hand up and what people want is to basically get something that's easy building a community is not easy rome was not built in a day and if we keep wanting to have the government do things for us we will never learn how to do things ourselves so please go out and support your local scene your local artists your local artists with heart i don't care if they're folk musicians rappers rockers this is our economy guys by supporting the musicians and the economy and the people that are giving back to the community you're just making it better for everybody,
3: including yourself. You know, this is one of the hardest things I've done, especially when it comes to charity work. I got to say, it's even harder than DJing. It is, <laughs> it, right? It, it, it's one of the hardest things I've done. But you know what? You feel good at the end of the day. You do. And like I said, you know, I'm just trying to make Tucson a better place. I do have children of my own. And I would just hope that one day, you know, if they were in help, there would be somebody that would be there to help them if they need help.
0: And so, you're setting an example.
3: It's just about making our home a better place for everybody because we all live here. We all have to coexist here. We all got to accept each other, and we all got to just help each other.
0: All right, let's get to the end of the spin of things. As a DJ, what made you want to actually get into doing humanitarianism?
3: I wanted to be more than just a DJ. I wanted that my fame, my legacy, I wanted it to be that it could mean for something. I don't just want to be known as, oh, yeah, he was a good DJ that DJed on 4th Avenue, or he DJed around the world. I wanted that I made a change. And really, I seen that Tucson needed the help, so I stepped up.
0: It's a, kind of similar with my story. as My experience falling through all of the cracks in the system as a musician, I thought, okay, I'll sell paintings, I'll play music, I'll throw concerts to help other people, because you go to a lot of the places that are outreach behavioral centers that shall remain unnamed, and there's no funding. Correct. So what's the backup plan? Well, you go to a local charity or a church, but when those fundings run out, that's where people like us step up. Exactly. We're the cavalry, we're the art with heart. So, it's one of those messages that rings true power to the people when you empower yourself.
3: I agree. I definitely agree with that. Yeah,
0: it's, it's just a, it's a consciousness. And I love it when musicians are on that vibe and that level of consciousness because I think that as performers, wouldn't you say that we, we invoke something in the people? We in, it's still a passion.
3: I, b- I believe we do. I believe that a lot of times we're their therapy. Yes. Like I've had people that have come out and literally like when, when they're at my event... They literally told me they forgot they were homeless because they're like, this is the first time somebody has tr- treated them like a person instead of a cause. Transcendence. You know, there's time we'll have the kids out there playing football we have the kids out there playing football with the homeless people we're out there playing touch football we're out there all laughing together we're out there dancing doing a cupid shuffle together being human it's all about just being human and seeing the humanity in humans
0: it's empathy which you know there tends to be a lot of harmful healers out there wouldn't you say that are just putting a band-aid on it and then people are in a far worse condition than they would have been than if they would have actually learned how to empower themselves so this mentality of coming together and doing these things again I cannot say it enough. Thank you for what you do. And where can people find you? You want to drop some, some shouts me, out or work? The
3: easiest way to find me is on Instagram Stunt Gang DJ that's Stunt S T U N T Gang G A N G DJ all one word on Instagram.
0: And what's the name of your organization?
3: DJs Against Hunger.
0: DJs Against Hunger, Stunt DJ on Instagram? Stunt Gang DJ. Stunt Gang DJ. DJ. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Ah! Okay, it was a Stella moment. Forgive me. Stunt Gang DJ on Instagram. You know, DJs Against Hunger, DJ Jamar International. Support these people because they are supporting you, Tucson. And with mad love from downtown on 4th, it's your girl Stella Tells Bells. You heard it first. Ciao. ¡Alma, qué! ¿Qué? Hello everybody, this is Estella De Rossi with a very special segment of House Rossi Radio. I'm here with the lovely Felicia Chu. How you doing?
4: Good. Thank you.
0: Now, tell us a little bit about Felicia Chu Community Projects.
4: Sure. So, um, the mission of Felicia Chu Community Projects is to end systemic domestic violence by building relationships through sharing stories, art, and perspectives.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. And I've actually been to some of your benefits. We've worked together in the past yes. with one of the In Systemic Domestic Violence concerts. Yep. Question that I get asked the most at these shows or by the public is, what is systemic domestic
4: violence? Sure. Um, so systemic domestic violence is, uh, it basically perpetuates because of the system, because of the court systems, because of the way law enforcement works, um, because of our economic system. It just perpetuates the cycle. So you're saying that in some ways it kind of drags it out. Uh, Yeah, and unless we change the cycle or change the system, we're not going to end the cycle.
0: Can you give me an example of things that commonly happen?
4: Sure. So um, when people, for example, go to court um, and they end up facing their abuser for example if their abuser is not represented by a lawyer then their abuser has the ability to cross-examine the victim oh wow yeah it's pretty crazy that's Um, intimidating it's exactly however and while we have um laws and statutes against intimidating while it's in the court of law it's off bounds exactly wow yeah
0: that is like you've already suffered all of this stuff from this person traumatically it's a recipe for post-traumatic stress disorder exactly and then people start having flashbacks and then they can't really communicate clearly
4: exactly and they
0: can't advocate for themselves due to trauma
4: exactly so the
0: it's like the courts are actually abusing the victims more correct okay is it just the courts that do this or are there other instances of it
4: Um, So in law enforcement, their hands are kind of tied um, because right now in Arizona, we don't have coercive control as one of the things that can be arrestable. So it's only if it's physical violence or they can demonstrate it's like threats and intimidation.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. So psychological abuse, which is one of the hardest things to prove, Mm -hmm. is not considered something to be considered domestic violence or abusive.
4: So I think it's considered abusive, however, it's really difficult to prove it. Um, And so it becomes a he said, she said. So law enforcement will give suggestions like, oh, you know, have a video recorder out or have an audio recorder out. Um, Unfortunately, what happens is when perpetrators see those things out, then they just became more enraged and then they'll destroy those things.
0: Well, we were looking at some of the things from the Arizona Coalition to End Sexual and Domestic Violence. And it was telling us that like one in four women and one in seven men are actually victims in the state of Arizona right now. Correct. And that it's cost us $8.3 billion economically.
4: economically
0: yeah. in just legal processes mm-hmm. and resources. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is actually scarier than people realize.
4: Right. It's, it has much more of an impact on people than they think. A lot of times they'll just say, oh, it doesn't affect me, so I'm not going to do anything differently.
0: Okay, so as I hear this as a concerned citizen and a person from Tucson, Arizona, I'm thinking to myself,
4: how do I get involved? How can we support Felicia Chu Community Projects? Right, so um, I have a website that gives more information about all of my projects, and that's at feliciachu.com. Um, and then I do different benefits, but my I have a threefold um, system, which is education, advocacy, and outreach. So education is when I go out into the classrooms or out into the community, and I have conversations with people. Advocacy is the policy work that I've been working on, and that's actually where I come up I've come up against barriers because the um, sexual assault and domestic violence group that you just mentioned for this um, for Arizona. They are so convinced that they don't want to have any more policies that they're unwilling to look at how some of the policies just need to be revamped.
0: How can the public's voice
4: be heard? So one of those ways is I have a petition um, for getting this um, basically draft of a bill that I have. I have that available to be signed. Um, I have been talking to different state legislators. Unfortunately, uh, we're just not getting anywhere. So I think people need to speak up to their state legislators and explain that they also see that it's a problem. yeah.
0: Projects like the film that we're working on are going to bring these exactly. things to light. Like one of the things that I really wanted to get you a part of this is you're talking always about let's have the conversation. Yeah. And that's why I thought it would be invaluable to have you on the air to kind of start that conversation Thank you. and to get your information out there so that people can reach you about petitions and how they can get involved. Do you want to drop a website or a way they can find
4: you? Yep. So it's www.feliciachu.com. And you can, that's just available. Okay, let's
0: end some some systemic Mm -hmm. domestic violence. Thank you very much. Thank you.